the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Welcome to the show, everybody. Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 179 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. As you see today, we have Christine, the champ snacker, Juan, and Benjamin Verhin back from watching the amazing preseason matches that we've had. Uh, here it is, guys. Practice is over. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good, Joseph. Uh, thank you again for the invite on the show. Really excited to you know get talking some LAFC football and excited for the season to get started this weekend. Right. It's been it's been longer than we, we we expected. It felt longer than that. Even though we know the turnaround really isn't that long, it's felt that long. Yeah. Christine, how are you doing? I'm hungry. So as usual, I'm going to be eating during the pod. So I'll try to. I rewatched that one episode where I ate an entire large pepperoni pizza during the episode. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is very. Um... Dinner and a podcast. Dinner and a podcast. I'm going to uh, eat like more lady leg this time, this time around. Dude, it's all good. I know there's several out doing the same thing. That's what that's what the faithful do. So all is well. All is well. Uh, let's see. Let's get into what we're going on. So as we said, we did have the preseason finale uh, against New England. So I was going to throw it to you guys to, to kind of break down what happened because it was telling. There was a lot of interesting developments that will definitely affect what's going to happen on opening day, and so we'll, we'll get into it. So, Christine, I'm going to hand it over to you. What changes did we mm -hmm. see in the lineup for this final preseason match? So only two changes from the previous preseason match against New England Revolution, and that was in goal. So Vermeer replaced um, Cisniega, and Kay replaces um, Sifu in midfield. Yeah, so in the in the middle we have uh, Blessing, Atuesta, and Kay. And then up top, we've got um, Rosie Vela and Baird. Rosie Vela, Baird. Mm -hmm. The Baird combo. I think we, I, it's kind of hard to think that that's not going to be it for opening day at this point. Seems pretty seldom. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I mean, we've seen them start you know, the two preseason matches. They look pretty good up top together. It feels like, you know, they've been playing for a while. Um, they have good chemistry. And it's only been, you know, what, two months since they've been training together. So, yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory that they're going to start opening day. So we mentioned the lineups and Christine big, what were the big changes to this one? The differences for this one? I think the big question has always been who's going to be the consistent keeper, the consistent starting keeper. And it seems like it's still up in the air. Um, and I, you know, we all just want one keeper to really come through and above all else show consistency. Agreed. Consistency is key. Vermeer and Cisniega are pr two pretty different keepers. You know, Vermeer is, in terms of history as well, Vermeer is very seasoned. Cisniega is, is quite young and he's had, you know, sort of an interesting rise. Um, but in terms of actual professional experience, you know, definitely not as much as Vermeer. I think that that'll be interesting to see who comes through um, these next few games, the next few early games, who can really show that they're... Um, going to make the right decisions, going to be confident on the ball, and, um, yeah, going to be the keeper that we can confidently start for for regular games and also for the big games. Exactly. We have to be able to count on them through the big tough times, not just a preseason match. So essential, essential. So lineups in place. Ben, how did things break down match-wise? What were the big highlights of the day, and what really stood out to you? 
Uh, so it was a really bad start for LAFC, similar to how they started the second half in the first game against New England. You know, they were already down 2-0 within the first 10 minutes. A uh, couple of really bad uh, defensive mistakes, by uh, one by Segura, who couldn't control the ball right and made a really bad pass. They stole the ball, and then New England was one-on-one against Vermeer, and they slaughtered it past him. And then Vermeer, uh, you know, a few minutes after that, his distribution, uh, not not good uh, in this one. Uh, you know, he pretty much gifted New England a throw-in, and then the goal derived from that throw-in, you know, off a, off a kick uh, from the 18-yard box. So, yeah, r- really bad start for LAFC. But the good thing is that they responded quickly, like within the first five minutes. Uh, Rossi got a goal uh, off assist from Corey Baird. So yeah, that that was good to see that you know the team responds quickly when they're when they're down. But we we don't want to see them down to begin with. But you know if if that does happen, it's good to see that they they respond quickly. Um, go ahead. No, the resilience is good, but it's always better to start on the right foot. And, exactly. And yeah, the last two games we've seen a really bad first half start and a really bad second half start. So, yeah, so... that's scary. Really we, scary because in league play you don't make these comebacks. It doesn't work yeah, that way. Definitely want to avoid that in future. Uh, you know, against better teams, I mean, that's that's not going to work out. Uh, but yeah, good thing for LAFC is uh, you know they started to create some football, some good football. They started to you know get things going after 15, 20 minutes, created some good chances. Atuesta was playing really well in in the first half. You know he's really you know improving more than he already is. You know he's, he's a great player. Uh, Corey Baird had a few shots on goal, uh, not not on target, but you know they went right to the goalkeeper. But still, it's good to see him active up top with with Vela and Rossi. Um, and Blessing Blessing had a had a great game uh, defensively. You know he he's really good with the press. He recovers the ball for us really quickly. His passing lacks at times, but defensively defensively he's he's an engine. You know he never stops running. That's, I think, where we're we're seeing it lean. Uh, early stages, I'm thinking Latif probably gets a start over who we think we might get the start in the midfield. Probably, I'll be honest, probably because who we're going to play, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I think it's speed and counters. That's the name of the game for day one. So see a lineup based on that more than a possession-based game because you'll see, guys, it's going to be a bit of a foot race match. What do you think, Ben? Do you think that might be more of the case? Yeah, I mean, I think... As of right now, a uh, blessing is you know really coming into into his own right now. He had, Bob mentioned in the press conference that he had a really good preseason. So yeah, I, I think him and uh, Atuesta are the two locked in starters in the midfield. It's that third piece that's missing. Mm-hmm. It's a toss up between uh, K and Cifuentes right now. I think, in my opinion, Cifuentes should should get the nod just because you know he's. He's been with the team since since day one of this preseason. You know, Kay's been in and out with international with Canada, so I feel like he's getting slowly back into into training. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, the midfield I, I see Atuesta, Blessing, and Sifu as my as my three midfielders. What, what do you guys think? I would want to see that. Be dead honest, but if I'm gonna put money on it. I just don't see Bob going without Kay. He's his trusted guy. I just—it's hard to see him go without him, even though, to be fair, it 
it probably shouldn't be since he hasn't been able to be there for the whole the whole setup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, going on into the into the second half, uh, again, really bad distribution from Vermeer. Uh, K actually like lost the ball a couple times in the midfield too easily for me. And in the fifty seventh minute, um, LAFC actually get a, a goal back. You know, they tied up the game two two. Uh, it was off a, a set piece. I believe, uh, no, no, sorry, that was the third goal. The second goal was a, a counter counterattack from Rossi to Vela, and Vela pretty much had a defender like on his back the whole time for like ten yards, and he he got the he got the ball in the back of the net, thankfully. But again, uh, two minutes later, uh, LAFC are back down on the scoreboard because off a goal kick from New England, uh, Palacios, who was actually had two goals scored on his side in the first game. Again, it's out of position in this one. So Segura is forced to foul a New England Revolution player in the box, and, you know, they get a penalty kick and the 3-2 scoreline. And then, you know, weirdly enough, like right after that goal, Vermeer gets subbed out for, for Cisniega in the 60th minute. I don't know if it was coincidence that, you know, that happened to be right after that goal or if it was already, like, premeditated. But that was kind of interesting to me that it turned out that way. I gotta say, even in a preseason match, a 60th minute substitution for a goalkeeper is not remotely typical. Right. You can't figure that out being a typical move, right? I mean, Christine, would you see that as a typical move to throw a keeper out there? A little bit of technical difficulties for Christine right now. Not a worry there. We'll get her back. Oh, you made it? You're back in? I guess so. I've been kind of talking to myself and not knowing if you guys can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, you know, it's preseason, so anything goes during preseason. I think it's the time to experiment also. True. Um, yeah, so, True. Um, you know, about the whole K and Sifu uh, situation, I think that piece is so, so important. I, that might be one of the most important decisions in terms of, you know, um, roster decisions going into uh, the beginning of the season, in my mind. Um, so that midfield is so important in terms of creating the tone, in terms of connecting, um, you know, the the flow of the play. I'd be really interested to see how Bob goes with uh, that starting lineup. Yeah, it's it's tough questions. Back line, of course, we have the Blackman versus uh, Moon situation. I don't think it is mm-hmm. one, though. I mean, do you guys think it's pretty much a Blackman, yeah. a Blackman run to start? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Blackman's job until he otherwise. I mean, he's he's pretty much been here since, again, like an original. He's been here since day one. He knows the system. Uh, Kim Moon-Hua, you know, is just starting to adapt to, to a new league, a new country, new, new everything for him. So I think it's going to take some time for him. But as of right now, I think Blackman is, is the guy until until he loses his job. Yeah, pretty much. And of course, now the developing situation is is Palacios. Could Farfan be in the wings to replace him if he can't get it straight? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, Palacios, you know, he's been good offensively, but defensively, you know, he's had some some lapses where he's out of position or he's caught up the field. So I would definitely keep an eye keep an eye on Farfan, you know, stealing some minutes from Palacios in the not so far future. There we are. There we are. So we see the potential there. Now, that being said, we did get a chance also this past weekend to see our other players play, not for the black and gold per se, but for 
the neon of, of the Las Vegas lights. And Ben, you had a chance to see the first 30 minutes of the match. And uh, basically where we're at was we had Romero in goal. Uh, Quesada is right back. Uh, Leone and Harvey in the center. We had Farfan at left back. Midfield were Janela, Sifuentes, and Duenas. Uh, forwards were Bryce Duke. We had Masovsky, the Moose, and uh, Apoku. So that was our lineup for the lights for the first 30-minute period, which thankfully Ben was there to see it. Ben, what were your observations from that 30 minutes in? Uh, yeah, so a couple of players impressed me. Uh, one of them was Quesada, the right back. You know, he has a really good, uh, lots of energy, you know, presses really well up the field. You, you could tell he really, really wants a spot, whether it be in the LAFC roster or the Las Vegas Lights roster. And, uh, you know, Bob was actually coaching from the sidelines for this one. So, yeah, he was really you know, pumping him up, telling him, good job, Alvaro, good job. So I like I like seeing that from, from our young guy. Uh, Musovsky, uh, much better in this game than the last one. Uh, he scored a goal, really great goal uh, outside the box. And Cifuentes, Ginella, Farfan, you know, you know, getting some extra minutes with, with, uh, with the second team from, from LAFC. So... That was good to see them get extra minutes. Uh, Duenas, again, impressive in the midfield. Uh, I can't wait for his future. You know, he's going to be really good for us in the next two or three years. Super excited for him. You know, Apoku making some really great runs. Uh, Duke was actually playing on the left wing. You know, it was huh. interesting to see that. Uh, he usually playing in the midfield. So, yeah, he, he did pretty good. He was very, very active. And that, that's pretty much all I gathered from the first 30 minutes that I, that I was there. And system-wise, it was pretty much a clone of what the first team was doing, right? Correct. Yeah. Typical 4-3-3 for Bob. Yeah. Perfect. So exactly where we need to be then. Uh, anybody on that lineup that you saw might challenge to even get there for opening day? Uh, just far forward, maybe. Uh, getting okay. some minutes in the second half for, for Chiki. Uh, maybe Ginella. Depending on how the game goes, if you know we need some subs in the second half, and uh, yeah, maybe Musovsky and Sifuentes, right? I mean, he's the natural. Right. Yeah, Musovsky, yeah. he scored in both matches now. Yeah, he did. Right. He did score in both matches. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see him get some goals. You know, it definitely builds his confidence uh, moving forward. Uh, it's heading into the opener. So yeah, uh, and, you know, it's between him, Corey Baird, and maybe Opoku who who are in line for that, that second spot up top. But who, who do you think Bob would be, uh, Bob's first choice would be, let's say if LAFC is down a goal or two goals against Austin, who do you think would be his, his first choice off the bench? I think uh, it depends on the situation. If our top, if our, if our wingers and striker are doing what they need to do, he's not going to move them off. Musaski might be an option or a poku depending on the rush, you know, but I just... Unless they're really laboring on the day, he's going to keep them as long as he can. The battle will be midfield. And I yeah. think if if K can't dictate or be efficient with his passing, doesn't track back the way he should, even Latif not tracking back the way they should in recovery, then I could definitely see Sifuentes and Janela going in there to unseat. Yeah. And, I mean, he could get even more bold. If we have a decent lead, you know, maybe Duenas gets the dress on the day and we might see him yeah. for a few minutes. Because if you've got yeah. a good lead, you put the kids in, right? You get them experience. Yeah. It depends on the situational mindset. Figuring out who's going to be the eight. It's easy to figure out the 11, 12, 13. It's next to impossible to figure out who the number 18 will be, 
right? Who's yeah. a top 18 for this match? Yeah. yeah, that's hard to tell. It really is because we are pretty darn deep here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, it's just that for me, the the positions up in the air is obviously the goalkeeper. You know, we don't know who's yeah. going to start in goal, uh, whether it be Pablo or Vermeer. Uh, I think they both have good qualities. Um, both are still lacking in their in their distribution with their feet. You know, I feel like Pablo is a little bit better in, just based off the two first preseason matches. Uh, and, you know, like we mentioned earlier, Blackman, right back. You know, I don't even think Kim Boon Hwan dressed for this last preseason match, so maybe it could be more serious than we thought, his injury. We don't we don't know how far he is in his recovery. Right, uh, the knee's not 100%, is it? Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, seeing that we have a goalkeeper situation, because honestly, I'll say that. We're two matches in. We're seeing stuff we don't like. We have this other kid out there, Romero, who played that 30 minutes against Cal FC. What were your observations from his play in the little time that you got to see? Uh, well, you know, he, he didn't have too much you know work to do. But from what I saw, he seemed calm, collected. Uh, I did observe him closely in his pregame warm-ups. You know, he looks pretty, pretty good with his feet. You know, he's a good shot stopper. He's good size. Uh, but, yeah, nothing, like, stuck out to me in this match. You know, just, it was just 30 minutes that I saw. He wasn't really tested that much. So, but distribution was strong? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no errors, obviously, right? No, yeah, no. so I would honestly, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if, if one of our guys is really struggling that a wake-up call comes out and Romero dresses for one of these matches. Like, I don't put that past Bob at all. Send one to Vegas, let him stew, bring the kid in. He is our future. I don't doubt that for a second, knowing how he's played, where he's won, what he's done. Uh, he's definitely on that list to to be one, just like Duenas, to to kind of get in there. And you know, it's just a matter of time. Romero to me is that guy. We're not. He's not going to be in a situation like Ejimadu, where well, it's a prospect. It's okay. No, we paid a lot of money for Romero. He's going to be one that we want to to turn out. Uh, did you see Jennings get any anything going? No, I know he played uh, in the third half. Uh, for Las Vegas, but you know he—I didn't see him on the field when I was there. But I know he did—he did play 30 minutes for Las Vegas. I, I pretty much think he's going to play in the USL yeah. because he has experience in that league anyway. So they're probably going to use him for that. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Again, we're really deep, and if we have injuries, then yeah, I could see him coming up, and it makes it makes sense. And Duke looks like he's close enough where he'd probably beat him for. Beating for a spot on the reserve wing position, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So there we are. We see our trusted group. We see what's developing. So before we get into the pregame, I'm like, we're waiting for Austin. I'll throw some news out. We're going to share some news, and then we'll break down Austin because I decided to take a fun little deep dive into the expansion size because why the heck not, right? Um, interesting news to come out. Uh, first, we have... LAFC and Estrella TV doubling down on their agreement. So Spanish broadcast will definitely be back on Estrella TV. They've actually upgraded their sponsorship of LAFC to the Golden Boot Club. That's nice. Uh, and their first match that they're going to get the show will be Colorado Rapids on May 22nd. You're like, why so long down the line? Well, probably because we keep getting national TV matches, guys. That's, that's the biggest reason is 
local broadcasts. What can we haven't heard about an English one yet, uh, but mostly seem to gain a lot of national national audience matches. So that that's where that sticks. Uh, beyond that, uh, we did see. Yeah, just some more news come out. There's a new beer sponsor, apparently, that dropped today. So that's something we need to look at. Is Party Beer or something like that? It was a weird name. But uh, it's a local brewery off of Jefferson. Uh, yeah, so they're they're in. I guess their owners are season ticket holders as well. So I guess that makes perfect sense. And they have LAFC-centric beers on tap already. So go check them out. Check out the brewery. Go get some beer. I know we can't tell getting Christmas tree lane, but nothing saying you can't have a have a beer ahead of time or afterward, just go hang out at the brewery after the game, but they're there guys. So definitely jump on that. Uh, with that little bit of news, I think let's, let's get into this thing. We've got a huge match this weekend. Why wait? Why wait? And everybody that's, that's commenting right now, we definitely see your comments, questions. I'm going to throw it to you guys in a few cases. Like in this case, who's your starter for goalkeeper? Throw that my way. We'll answer it towards the end of the show and any other questions, comments, throw them out there because tail end of the show, we're going to fire away and talk about things. And I see people talking about tickets. We'll lightly touch on that because, honestly, I could spend 90 minutes talking about that. We're not going to do that. But we'll talk a little bit, know what we know, share what we share, grieve because all of us uh, aren't where we think we need to be either. Trust me on this. It's, it's not cool. And I actually have seen what the cap was, just got that information. So we'll share that as well. But that's down the line. I'd rather focus on the football anyways. So let's do that first, Ben. Uh, are, are you excited about this weekend? Super excited. You know, it's been so long since we've uh, had a game at the bank, you know, especially with fans now. And yeah, it, it's super exciting to have a, a new expansion team again, like Miami was last year. And, you know, Austin, they look, they look okay in, in preseason. Uh, you know, they have a really, really good foundation with their DPs. You know, they're, they're like in their peak of their prime they're not like young kids they're not old they're like right in their 25 26 year old range so really really excited to see what austin is going to bring to the league what 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 are your thoughts on that uh very excited to see what austin is going to bring to the league uh one thing uh is their form now you got a chance to really do a deep dive on how they've been playing leading up to this how has their preseason been going uh, so yeah, they, their preseason they participated in a you know small mini preseason tournament. It's called La Copita. It was basically just teams with from Texas. Uh, they won one, they tied one, and they lost one. Uh, their first match, they believe they lost to Houston. Second match, they tied to Dallas, and the last one they won five to one against USL side San Antonio. So they ended on a high note. So, you know, they've definitely been progressing, you know, as we go from less to, to more. Uh, they're a team that likes to play out of the back. That's for sure. Um, but they also like to take risks. So they're really, they really don't, don't mind if they make turnover, turnovers in their own half, you know, as long as they get it down to what the coach wants them to do. They're going to keep doing it. So that's good for us because, you know, we like to press up the field. And if they're going to play out of the back, you know, we might see a, a goal fest on, on Saturday. So we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of their guys are also playing a full 90 minutes. So that's good for them. And in the, in the three games they played in preseason, they scored 10 goals, which is a lot for three games. But they also allowed seven. So, again, we, we, we could have a, a lot of fun. A lot of fun on Saturday, you know, with LAFC also having a 
a big offensive power of it attack. So excited, excited, super. You know excited. that does sound eerily familiar to another team that we're all familiar with, right? Score goals, allow goals, freak out about our goalkeeper situation. Like, what's up with the defense? You need to lock it in. But hey, we'll trade goals and we'll get more than you. Yeah. Kind of, kind of similar. So, yeah, from what I saw from the preseason form, yes, they score a lot. They allow a lot. They play open play. Uh, yeah, guys, if you are used to the LAFC system, guess what? Look in the mirror and you're looking at Austin. That I will say it that way. They're playing a 4-3-3, guys. There's no shock to what their system is. Josh Wolf is doing what we do. Uh, he is, you know, if you thought they were cloning us in the stadium and the supporter vibe and trying to get the same thing, guess what? They're also cloning our system of play. There is no question about that. Uh, they will be doing a very similar thing, except from what I see, their central midfield sits a little bit deeper in most cases and the outside mids sit higher, which is a little crazy, but that's the little bit that I've seen, but it's still a four, three, three. It's going to drop similar. You're going to see the wings drop back as necessary. That's what I've seen. A lot of skill on this team. You know, the guys they brought in are legit, and I'll cover them right now too. Uh, They are dangerous. They will burn us. If we're not, if we're not getting it together in the first five minutes, I guarantee you this team will damage you. So that is what we can get used to. Now, in terms of their starting 11 and predictions for that, from what I've seen from the Austin fans and heard from those guys, uh, their top lines looking like it's going to be Cecilio Dominguez, Danny Houston, and Rodney Redis. Uh, ben, what do you have on these three? Anything that you'd want to throw out there? Yeah, so Dominguez actually scored three goals. He, he in the preseason, he was actually like the highest uh, goal scorer. Uh, Hosen, he you know he played with San Jose like in the past in the past two years. So you know he's he's been he's been around the league a couple seasons. You know he has experience. And Redes, I believe he's a, a young Paraguayan, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's like 20, 21 years old. He's a rook, I, I, isn't he? Yeah, I don't yeah. have much info on him, but I know he did score a goal in the preseason. So, yeah, yeah I mean, lo- looks good. Looks good for, for uh, Austin up top. Well, I think eight of the 11 potentially in the starting lineup have like zero MLS experience outside of this preseason. Um, it's pretty high up there. Uh, so you're going to see their experience in other leagues They're They have a ton of talent, but not in MLS. So it's going to be a little weird vibe with that, that they're really going to have to get it together, but they did play pro- five preseason matches. So they've done as much as they can to get yeah. familiarized with each other. Uh, the midfield is even more interesting and probably the player that I'm most excited to see this season. I'll say that right now. Uh, we have uh, Tomas Pochettino, Alex ring and Danny Pereira. I got to say, Tomas Pochettino, to me, I cannot wait to see what this guy has to offer this league. I, you know, he was on a high playing in Argentina, really moving up, and now he's here. And Ben, tell him what he did in these preseason matches because it's pretty Man, cool. He, yeah, he, he scored actually two free kick goals already in this preseason. You know, his confidence is through the roof right now. You know, he's really motivated to play against LAFC. Uh, so, yeah, uh, advice for LAFC do not give any fouls outside the box because this guy will burn you on free kick. So yeah. Dude. Yeah. If there's spider webs in the post and the little corners there, the, the cobwebs will be knocked off. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, that one, that one where it was curving upper corner with insane pace, like no way stopping that. Yeah. No, it, it's silly how well he can hit those things. So yeah, if we're sloppy guys, he will burn us. I guarantee you he's more of a box to box. 
with with overload of skill. So, yeah, he can hit him from there too. So, you have a weapon, a real good weapon. Uh, I think right now, in the little bit that I've seen, it's probably a little higher than we expected um, from him right now. He's kind of, even if it's preseason, he's already looking like he's developing in. So that'll be good. Of course, Alex Ring, Ben, we we know right away this this kid's on the up and up still, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he played with N- NYCFC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so he, he has a, a lot of experience in MLS, correct? I mean, he's been for yeah. a few years. Even uh, though he's younger, he's... Dude, he's a legit starter. Uh, he will anchor them. He will control things as well. He knows how to get back, track back. He can jump into D if he needs to. He's very versatile as a player. Honestly, he was a killer move for them. Um, yeah, it's you know that I think he's gonna do great this year. For the most part, they're gonna do great this year. Uh, yeah. I do. I think this is one of those teams that's gonna challenge for a playoff spot. And I'll keep going through the names to tell you why, guys. So. Uh, Danny Pereira on the outside is a young kid. He's slated to be the starter, but I'll I'll tell you that it might not be the case because you also have Diego Fagundes from New England, right? Uh, yeah. And he's more experienced than Pereira, but Pereira's going to be getting the better minutes in preseason. So they have a battle there for that position. We'll see how that plays itself out, but it's sounding like Pereira kind of stole the job. Ben, did you get any impressions off of him, or is this again a youngster that we're not knowing a whole lot about? Yeah, I mean, personally, yeah, I, I don't know too much about Pereira. Um, I know like the backland, you probably got to get into this next, uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Matt Bessler. Uh, you know, he's he's the one with the experience with the MLS Cup with uh, Kansas yep. City, I believe. So, yeah, he's he's definitely their the rock in the backline for sure. Yeah, and so we'll move on to that. So, we have Ben Sweat on the left, veteran. Nick Lima on the right, veteran. veteran. Uh, Matt Bessler in the middle. And then veteran. the battle is who's going to be the right center back. Rumors are that uh, Johan Romagna, yes, unheralded, has kind of taken that job. Now everybody's like, wait a minute, didn't you guys sign Julio Cascante to do that job? They did. But in preseason, as good as Cascante is, and he might still get there, Romania seems to be the guy that that that's catching the eye of Josh Wolf. So we're not sure who's going to be in that role, but don't be surprised if the kid takes it. It's a pretty cool situation for them right now. Well, what do you think the uh, starting goalkeeper is going to be for them against us? So apparently from what I was reading, they haven't given the numbers out yet to the goalkeepers because they oh, weren't wow. sure who the starter was going to be. Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is where it's looking to be. I think it's going to be Andrew Tarble because he has the experience. Uh, but they're saying that Brad Stuver has also shown better performances in preseason than Tarble, but he doesn't have the same experience. Sounds like a Cisnega Vermeer kind of thing. Yeah. Not that they've been playing bad, but that Tarble's been in matches where they've been kind of peppered, or not Tarble, but Stuver's been peppered a bit and shown he can he can resist it. So okay. we don't know who their number one is. Maybe tonight that'll get revealed. But if I'm going to put my money down, it's going to be Tarble. I'll be honest. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I believe Tarble too, just just based off experience. Um, don't know don't know too much about uh, Stuver, but I know they split. Um, the minutes in preseason, you know, they, they each play like 
the same amount of minutes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tarbell as well. Yeah, that that's my vibe as well. So that's the starting situ- starting eleven that we're thinking we're gonna get. Um, I did hear that uh, Redis might not be one hundred percent. There's a chance he might not be. If he isn't good to go for opening day, look at either John Gallagher or Jared Stroud to take that position. If that happens to them, I'll be honest, guys, it's going to kill them. Uh, that's a huge drop. It is. They'd be better off if he's healthy to be there, but that that's what I'm hearing. Uh, and those are really where they're at. So you hear the names. There's not a whole lot of reserves, but they do have actually a decent core of players, stronger than most expansion sites. So substitutions i wouldn't worry too much but in that that wing position it's so important for them especially since that's going to be palacios uh marking redis they want redis out there for the for the the competition uh dominguez is going to be tough for blackman and and murillo that's for sure uh that's a challenge and we'll see latif's going to be challenged he's going to have to drop back to handle this what i do see from the way the system is built it's going to be a foot race from between both sides and it could get a little bit wild. Yep. So get ready for fireworks, guys. I think we're going to have some this game. Yeah, super excited to see that, Joseph. I mean, no, uh, I'm, I'm just ready to get going. So it's super excited. Just ready for the game. Without to get a doubt. Now, it's looking like Christina has gotten back on. So I'm going to add her in because she actually did a little bit of a dive, a little bit into Josh Wolf, and we want to see if we can get her back on. So here we go. Christine, welcome back. Sorry Hello. to have all this madness hitting you today. It's so odd, but let's hope and pray I, we're here now. <laughs> I honestly, I exclusively have exclusively have internet problems, like always right when I'm about to start a Zoom call. But um, it's Spectrum's fault. They have a monopoly on this whole situation. And here too. I'm just yep. like, yeah. Um, so I apologize to you Not guys. Not a but I was actually listening to most of what you guys said, and yeah, I, I concur. And in terms of what Josh Wolf was going to do, like he's going to come at it, he's going to come for us, and um, we're going to come at him. So I think it's going to be a very active, very offensive-minded game. Um, and there seem to be a high-scoring team, as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he wants his his whole squad to be offensive minded and he wants his whole squad to be able to um, dribble out of pressure, attack, be technical, not play safe. Um, so, you know, kind of echoing what you guys will, uh, what you, you guys said, um, we're going to have a battle and we're going to, we're going to have uh, our hands full as well with those, uh, with those offensive players in their midfield as well. So yep. super excited. So if you're going to identify strengths and weaknesses for Austin, where would you look first for strengths? Christine. Um, probably, like you said, Pochettino and Dominguez, you know, and then um, Ring, he's somewhere between the veteran, but he's also still young enough, sort of mm-hmm. like in the peak of his career. Um, and also they're a new franchise. They like, they have nothing to lose and everything to gain to come to our home and show us what they have. So they're expected to lose, um, but they, they're they gonna give it all that they have. And um, I think that they've built the club in such a way that is very much a carbon copy of LAFC in terms of, you know, its culture and yeah. also, you know, its style of play and even its connection between our two head coaches. So, yeah, um, I think, 
even celebrities right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> definitely like their marketing um the hype that's being built around it i saw somebody today on the street with Austin FC um, zip-up like hoodie, and I was gonna stop him, but then I was like, "Wait, this is we're in COVID times. I can't like walk up to a stranger and be like, why are you wearing that?'" Um, but yeah, uh, so. I, I'm I'm good with it. It feels <laughs> it feels like us in the early stages. It does, right. and I can't help but have that Seattle opening day vibe with a team nobody knows much about, except you see the talent there. Mm-hmm. I do feel like we're at risk, just like Seattle was when they played us in our inaugural match. It's real, yeah. guys. This is a real threat. You're like, nah, it's just an expansion team. We see the holes. Yeah, I do too. But they see our mm-hmm. holes too, and they again are going to be on this crazy high yes their fans won't be here but don't be surprised if a couple sneak in i know uh but yeah this one's this one's dangerous so i'll say it to you uh ben prediction i know you hate doing predictions but if you're going to predict it if you want to give me the score at least tell me how you think the game's going to play out i think it's going to be a shootout to be honest i think a high scoring game i think both teams are going to want to you know take initiative on the game. I feel like LAFC should control at least the first 10, 15 minutes. I feel like Austin might maybe sit back and just kind of feel the game out. And then once they do that, then they'll go, you know, full force forward. But once both teams, you know, are, you know, heated and get going, I feel that's going to be a shootout and whoever scores and will scores wins. Have you ever seen a 4-3-3 sitting back? No, no, never. It's not built for that. If you are sitting back, you're getting shelled. So, Christine, how about Ben? Before I even go to Christine, total goals for the match, not who's going to score them. Total goals five, five. He's in my range, but I might be a little higher than you, Christine. I'm going to go with seven. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, it's going to be six or seven. Get ready. It's going to be six or seven. Not saying we're going to win seven, nothing. No, I'm saying they're going to maybe tack two on us. Maybe. They have potential for two to three. So Mm -hmm. six to seven, I think, is not crazy to say, which wild, right, guys? Different. Yeah. I'm going to go out and live here. I'm going to say three, two, LAMC win. Boom. Check that out. All right, I'm not gonna. I, you don't do. We're gonna win, dude. But right? I'm not gonna say how much. <laughs> I, 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 I have every bit of confidence that we're gonna win this match. Uh, yeah. But I'm not gonna tell the score. I just do believe that somehow six to seven are gonna drop in this game, and it's gonna be one heck of a wild match. Fox mm-hmm. will get their money's worth airing this thing, and uh, MLS will be like, "See, this is why this was on national television," and everybody will be like, "Great, cool, yeah. awesome." One match in. There it is. Ooh, and so I, I like these. We've got some scores. I'll throw them up there. So Victor Lopez gives us a 5-2 LAFC. There you go. There you go. Looks like we've got Edgar Corral. He says, I think it's going to be a 4-1 to one for LAFC. I dig that score. That sounds cool to me. I'll take it if we can get it. Um, that's it for our scores so far, guys. You want to throw more out there? We'll jump on those later. I didn't want to throw a comment from Brendan right now because I think it is definitely worth it, especially for a man with the experience that he has. Uh, there we go. So Brendan from Australia says, I feel sorry for Austin FC fans not being able to make it to the first ever game of your club would suck. This is from a guy that traveled halfway around the world to see us play. 
He knows the importance of it. I do feel for them as well. It's, this is a rough situation. There is no victory in this for them right now, except that they actually have a team playing on, like, say, Sacramento. Uh, so big picture, it's a beautiful thing. Sad story that they're not going to be there. But, you know, our own faithful won't be there for this. That's the real hard part. So, and not every, not anybody is really, truly happy about the situation at hand. But this is our reality, and we have to move forward because times will get better. So, I tell you what, Austin, if things do get better, Bernie and I will probably be paying you a visit later this year <laughs> in Austin. If things get better, let's let's hope for that, and we can just you know share a toast to to a good match for the round two. Sound good? Sounds good to me too. Uh, all right, so we've got that. Uh, ben, there was a little bit of a Matt versus Will vibe. I know I told you I was going to skip it, but I'm not because I thought it was hilarious. Did you get a chance to read that that little bit of madness? Yeah, I mean, I know they've had some. You know, I read your article saying they have like a, a war of words going on right now. Maybe a, a bet. You know, yep. I know that I know that uh, Matt and and we're going to talk before the game, and you know, maybe say a few a few words there was somebody even like suggesting a, a halftime wrestling match between them <laughs> that would be crazy well i guess they were both on gq the same year did you hear that and one was like the funny man of the year and one was like the man of the year oh, oh my god guess what that was but uh yeah so the are there's an article uh in us from austin like war words but when you read it it's not really war words it's kind of a a tangle it's funny though because Matthew McConaughey basically just throws it out there like, yeah, what Will's doing is what we want to do too. And we're looking for the long term, just like LAFC is and building something special. And it's not a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. Again, look in the mirror. You see Austin. It's just the way it is. I just want to go to the tailgates because I already know that the Shiner Bach will be flowing and I'm all for that. Uh, And some killer craft beer at Austin. So. Good times, good times. Uh, yeah, so Brennan picked a 3-1. Uh, Smalls Kenobi, 4-2. I like mm-hmm. that scoreline. It makes a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one to me feels the most real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there is that. All right, cool. So we talked enough about Austin, right? What about us? What are we going to see for the starting 11? I'll throw it to you, Ben, first. Call your starting 11. Who's going to be out there? All right. So in goal, I have uh, Cisniega, left back, Palacios, center backs, we have Segura, Murillo, uh, right back, Blackman. In the midfield, Atuesta, Blessing. I'm going to, I want it to be Sifu, but I think it's going to be K just because it's Bob. (laughs) And Rossi, Vela, and Baird up top. What about you guys? I have a question because you actually got to see the games. How did K do? In the last match, um, you know, he he seemed like he was a, a little bit slower than usual. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's just slowly getting back into into you know full game like fitness. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I I saw Sifu. He, he he's already in mid season form. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. taking he's taking shots. You know, he he's he's making the plays. Mm-hmm. K, you know, lost lost the ball a couple of times in the midfield. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was me, just based on these two preseason matches, I would go with Sifu. But, you know, K's been there since day one. You know, Bob mm-hmm. likes the way he plays. So, you know, it's it's a toss-up for me, but I, I would say Sifu. Gotcha. There it is. Christine, where are you, what's your, your vibe on this? 
pretty close. Um, so I would like Cisnega to start, but I think Bob's going to go with Vermeer. And uh, I have the same back line as you, Palacio, Segura, Murillo, Blackman. Um, in mid, I think you would be freaking crazy not to go with Sifu over K. Like, Sifu is just so solid. Like, what more can a guy do in the past season? And uh, K having just come back from quarantine and not fully fit. And even if he was, I still would go with Sifu. I think K is a good option. But um, for me, I think Bob would be crazy not to go with Sifu. Then Atuesta, Blessing, and the same um, three up top with Baird, Vela, and Rossi. That'll be that'll be a fun um, mix. And I'm going to do another um, prediction. I don't think Bear's going to score. I think he's going to work very hard. But I do think one of the defenders is going to score. This is just a random prediction. But and I think that that defender is going to be Blackman. So, Ooh, yeah, if that's true. Then like, yeah, maybe like, yeah. Hopefully that'll come true. Oh, I mean, if we want to get out on a limb and play it, I'm going to call it right now. Baird scoring. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll throw that bed down. I will not talk about it, but yeah, my, my line, my preferred situation. Yeah. It would be Cifuentes in the middle over K for now, for now. I just, I think he needs some more minutes and at least more training sessions in with the boys to really get it. K will eventually take it. And I think, I honestly think it'll, it'll develop into K Cifuentes and, and Atuesta. I mm-hmm. do. I think that's the real one for me. Uh, but for now, it should be Latif and, and Sifuentes just for form. My thought there. Back line, I think we're in agreement. Top line, dude, Baird to me, I'm telling you guys, I think it's a career year for him. Yeah. I, I, he could score to double digits. He could. It's potential for him this year because of who he has around him. Mm-hmm. You know, Vela doesn't mind passing. You know, Rossi doesn't mind passing. And if everybody's overloading on Vela and and Rossi and, and just over defending those guys because they're scared of them, well, who's going to be the open man with the ball? Baird. He's yeah. going to basically benefit from everybody's fear of the last two Golden Boot winners. And and to me, that gives him this 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 danger man vibe. That okay, cool. You know, you take me lighter than the rest. I'm going to burn you because. You saw the you saw the play, the interchange that we saw between Vela to Baird to Rossi, you, where Baird puts it through a guy's legs for the assist. Tell me he doesn't have swagger going into this match. He does. There's there's no question. So to me, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be looking for the guy, I think it's Baird's going to be in a story in match day one. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. I mean, it's only been yeah. two preseason matches, so as as the games go by, you know, the chemistry is just going to improve. So yeah, I think he's he gets into double digits uh, goals and maybe you know five six assists during the season. Yeah, yeah, so, it's got to be a career year for him. It, how could it, unless he's really not up to the task and he proves that, which I don't, I don't think that's the case, guys. Uh, how do you not produce that way just just by just getting the job done? Rodriguez like to hold the ball up. Baird does not. He does not. He he's looking for the play in the moment. He's not settling the ball down. That's not his vibe at all. He's going to be coming at you. He's going to get the execution. That's that's his concern, yeah. which is naturally what we'd want on the left side anyways, right? I mean, that's what we're looking for from that position. So yeah. other than that, goalkeeper, of course, I think is player to watch. What do you guys think? It's Sis, right? There's no question. Yeah, I think it's Pablo. Okay. I think it was going to be Vermeer, but I would like Pablo to start. Yeah, I don't. I 
sorry, Kenneth. We we love you, man, but yeah, we're just not feeling it right now. We're not. So uh I, I I'm rooting for Pablo too and and yeah. I'm rooting for Romero for open cup runs. That's where my head's at right now. Nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Get him in the mix. He he's already knows how to play against USL sides. So I'm just thinking future. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. So we talked about lineups, strengths and weaknesses. We all know the strengths, right? Offense, 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 weakness. We know the weakness. We can we can beat this dog like it can no, we know. <laughs> We can move on. There's mm-hmm. some interesting stuff that I wanted to throw out to you guys as well, Ben. USL priority players. Now that we have a USL side, what is up with that? Yeah, so, you know, MLS updated their rules and regulations. And in one of them, it's I'm going to just read it from the website here. It says, uh, in addition to homegrown players and college protected players, clubs may have priority for up to three players from their respective United Soccer League or USL affiliates which for us is Las Vegas Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to retain priority on any additional USL affiliate players, such players must be added to an MLS club discovery list. They will not count towards the seven discovery list slots. Interesting. So outside of having guys under contract fl- playing for them, that means seven guys on the roster that are not currently under contract with LAFC, we can then take priority or discovery rights on. Am I reading that right, Ben? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. So those signings we talked about last week are technically protected already by us. That's right, yeah. That's a nice development to find out about, right? Yeah, I think it's a it's a new rule, right? It's a new thing. It's pretty new, yeah. Yeah, this is a bit of a change. Thank goodness. Works but just in time for LAFC. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Uh, health and safety protocols... Uh, there's some minor ones and major ones. COVID protocols still exist about quarantining flights or charter flights for now. Mm-hmm. The protections are still in place. It hasn't changed there. If anything, you're just doubling down on the situation. The big story this year will be the concussion subs. This will have an impact. Cool thing is everybody gets five subs, just like we saw in Champions League, right? Five subs that stays on for this season. I love that. But then you might get up to seven if two guys get hurt. Let's hope we never see this situation, but it does exist. If the subs get in, activated for either side, the other team gets the bonus as well. So this is real. This You could see a game, let's hope we never do, where both sides have seven substitutes. Again, praying we never see it, but it's there. Uh, beyond that, I know, Christine, something's up with Bleacher Report and MLS, right? Yes, sir. So Bleacher Report is... Essentially ramping up their MLS content. Um, so if you follow Bleacher Report, if you download their app, um, they're going to be investing a lot more into MLS coverage. So more stories, more you know, video content, more analysis, um, which is good for us because it just means like you know, essentially that they're recognizing people are, are invested in MLS. Um, MLS successfully sustained itself through the quarantine um, and they want to continue to invest in the content, um, but knowing that there is a viewership and an audience for that. So that's pretty cool. Um, they, I believe the deal is going to go through 2022. Um, yeah, so that's the news about that. Um, I follow Bleacher Report myself. So yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's it's worth following. It's informational. It's entertaining. Yeah, and for a while, these guys had 
control of Champions League matches. So they've got a little mm-hmm. bit of background in dealing with football. Uh, yeah. It's not bad. Uh, and 2022, that's cool. They would get them for next year as well. So that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. were going to talk a bit about attendance before I got into, well, you know what? Let's go for it. Uh, Christine, did you want to talk about the protocols going into the stadium? I did get an, I just, sure. kid you not, just got an update on the cap number. I was asking, I just got it while we're on the broadcast. So uh, this is what I know for now. And I know everybody's getting these emails and it really does hurt tonight for a lot of us. And I do feel for everyone. If you're thinking that there was all just a bunch of pavements being thrown, throw this my way. I got a ticket because of a role that I'm playing at the game. Guess who didn't get tickets? My wife didn't get one. My kids didn't get one. My mom didn't even get one. It's just me. The rest of everybody else. And we have two separate accounts. Nope, mm-hmm. didn't happen. So if you're talking about tenure, yeah, I got hit too, guys. Um, not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's real, and it's real for a legit reason. So the cap for this match is about 4000 a little over 4000 It could... If they get approval, move up to about four thousand nine hundred. That's it. Remember, we have eighteen thousand five hundred season tickets. We're all losing. We're all we're all taking a hit this weekend. There's you know some get in, some get out. Um, yeah. So twenty two thousand people potentially in the stadium, and only four thousand nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, we're we're riding this one. I from what I understood though that the games do rotate. So everybody gets a shot at at least a couple games this season until things open completely up. Now, if you're saying, man, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. Remember, the state of California is saying that as of what, June 15th, they're trying to fully open everything. So maybe this horrible situation is going to be maybe a two month, two month painful moment where guys are, you know, we're we're shifting in and out of these games. Mm -hmm. But if we play our cards right, we're all back in the house by June. Yep. That's that's real talk, guys. So again, I'm I'm. It pains me to see an incomplete thirty-two fifty-two. It pains me to see the way we're in it. But we're here. We have to get through this. We have to battle through. And it it's mm-hmm. again hard, hard. But you know we'll get there for sure. Um, yeah, check your emails, guys. It's out there. I see some comments. So that yeah. is where that's at. Um, Christine, did you get an email? Did you see anything on your end? Uh, I did not, but I know that I've just been hearing what essentially everyone's been hearing today in terms of people receiving the news. Um, but I wanted to briefly go over the safety protocols for people who are going to be able to see the game this Saturday. Sure. So, of course, you got to wear masks. Um, they're still implementing six feet at social distancing between everybody who's there um, and their bathrooms are going to be open. Um, and like if, when you go in the bathrooms, they'll have certain protocols so that people will be able to social distance in the bathroom. Um, there's uh, bags will be allowed, but you need to bring in a four by six clutch bag. If you want to bring in something bigger than that, they'll have lockers outside the stadium that you can store your bag in. Um, and food and beverage will be available, but you're going to have, but it's basically by like mobile ordering. So you're going to order it and then go pick it up. Um, 
and there's no cash involved at the stadium. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, you're gonna have to use your card. Um, so no cash. Um, and the last thing, yeah, actually that's pretty much covers it in just terms of basic COVID protocols. And it's like everything that everyone's used to already. Um, so yeah, and it's contact free for payments. So like Apple pay, mm -hmm. you know, they're not dealing with cash. They don't even want to touch your card. Yeah. It's gotta be contact free. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were gonna, they, I know they were flirting with prepay, but that's, I guess the preseason match kind of killed that. So mm -hmm. be ready to use Apple pay parking. There's only two sections to park in. If you had parking season tickets, uh, I believe they're going to be honored for this match. So check closely on that. If you don't, then you need to pre-purchase your parking or else you will not have a parking opportunity because they're not going to sell them during the game or pre-game. It's not happening same day. So handle your business by Friday, everybody, because the next yeah. day things are very, very bare bones. Uh, bathroom protocols from what I even heard even in the North End. Mm-hmm. It's very strict to get into that, and you have to show that you have a North End ticket to even use them. You have to anyway, right? So it's very, again, everything is very restrictive for a reason. If we mm -hmm. all who are going play our cards right, then hopefully this thing expands the next match and keeps expanding as the matches go on, and our friends and family will finally be with us together yeah. as a proper family. Um, if it all works out. So yeah, pay attention to your email. The protocols are there. If we hear more, we'll throw more out there. Uh, mask wise, we're the real masks. Don't go for the gators. Those aren't going to help anybody. So be real about that too. Uh, so that is the thing. I do know also the HQ will definitely be open on game day. So you can go get your merch. That's an option to you as well. Christmas tree lane is definitely closed. You will be ejected from Christmas tree lane. <laughs> uh, do not try to tailgate. It's not happening this match. Uh, in terms of drinks and all that, I also know that you have to be in your assigned location yes. uh, to drink and eat. I know North End Faithful, you're like, what assigned location? Guess what? You have an assigned seat for this match. Yes, yeah, so wherever your rail number is, Check the seat number. That's where you have to be. I know, right? We can't crawl across the rails and go hug our buddies and do all that and throw in the beer showers. No, you don't go on top of anything. You'll get ejected for that. Like it's legit real guys. Uh, beer showers. You're guaranteed tossed, right? Don't be <laughs> the vector guys. Come on now. Uh, and of course, just follow the protocols today. So we go back to our freedom that we'll get in the future. Sounds odd. Sounds rough for me. You're like, that's such a conformist thing to say. Yeah, I'm conformist because I want my family to go to the game again. I'm conformist because I want to see the 3252 be what it really is meant to be. Right. True. Full. Everyone involved. I'll do anything to get there at this point. So I know you guys are all in the same boat as well. So let's get there. Let's get there. Um, anything else to add for protocols, guys? Ben, are you going to be reporting from the match? So actually, I was one of the lucky ones that got uh -huh. two, ticket, two tickets. So I'm going to go with my oh, wife right. as, a, as a fan for this one. You got two. I got two. Yeah, I was lucky. Out. I did not. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> good for you, man. Again, it's a lottery, guys. So there you are. Um, so you're going to be in the north end? No, I'm going to be in the other side, the opposite end. Ah, okay. You're going to yeah. be on the okay. south end. Yeah, south end. It is. So you're going to get the, the view of views of, of 
those brave few that will be able to represent the 3252 on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for those that are getting this honor, this odd honor, please definitely sing to the point where you're, you're singing for the ones that can't be there. Um, everything you got, bring it for this match. We need it. We need it badly because we're undermanned and, yeah, I mean, we have to make up for what's missing to truly be the 3252. Mm-hmm. Give it your all. Give it your all and know that there's others on the way. You know, reinforcements are coming. It's just a matter of time. Um, so there is that. We'll end on that note for that conversation. The other thing I want to do is a call out for L- LAFC Fantasy League. Uh, LAFC Fantasy League, it's like five bucks to buy into this thing. They're using the MLS Fantasy platform. There is a discord server that's being used so we can all communicate on this thing. It's becoming this total community. And apparently we have like a battle of the podcast breaking down as well uh, for fantasies. So if you guys haven't done it, check it out. You get some cool swag. Let's see if I can throw some cool swag out here. Uh, like stickers like this keychains look a lot like that as well for LAFC fantasy league. These guys are doing it legit, doing it right, doing it real. I made my roster today. I will not tell you my roster today. Uh, gamesmanship is there but i definitely say jump on guys it's gonna be a lot of fun this is again nobody's paying me for this i'm just doing it because i love doing fantasy (laughs) league and i've done it every year so i'll keep doing it with the lafc faithful fun stuff Uh, ben are you down to join i'm down i'm down joseph i'm down dude there it is there it is christina have you ever done fantasy league you know i don't i don't i'm not sure i can participate in this but i am i encourage you guys joseph to win I'm on Joseph's team. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Game on. So I've done it a long time. The one thing you guys are going to learn when you do play MLS Fantasy League, it gives you a great chance to actually like familiarize yourself with the rosters from around the league and really kind of figure out the other teams. It's a good way to build knowledge about MLS. I know, right? How boring knowledge. Sure, but hey, sure. if you're going to school, what are you doing? No, we're gambling. That's what we're doing, everybody. There it is. Uh, so that's it. Join the fantasy uh, league. Anybody else want to add anything or is it time to get into listener reactions and questions? Yeah, let's do it. There yeah. it is. All right. And as I'm throwing the Twitter and Instagram out there, so you guys can throw stuff at us later on uh, at heart of LAFC. Let's do this. So let me get into comments and I'm going to throw some back. Uh, so Marvin. Yeah. 700 Marvin Chavez or is it? Yeah. So the secondary market is actually showing up again. And honestly, I'd like to sniper that. Uh, and if you're a season ticket holder reselling your tickets, shame on you. You shouldn't have your tickets anymore. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I could find a way that would be a beautiful thing to say. Bye bye. Let's give it to somebody more deserving. So Marvin, thanks for calling out these $700 tickets on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Don't feed that beast people. Uh, let's see. He also said, yeah, 300 plus fees. Antonio 300 per ticket. That is not staying golden at all. At all. That's rotten. That's some Carson trash right there, guys. Don't go that way. Uh, let's see. Yes, Marvin. I didn't get all the tickets. There you go. Uh, again, I think everybody's going to be hurting on this. So I feel for sure. Uh, ticket sales. Yes. Um, let me see what else I know we're running through this because a lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, check promotions. Yeah. Vic, he's right. If you got the email, you should, everybody that's a season ticket holder should probably get the email by this point, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a yes or a no. So check it. Be careful. Vic says, check your promotions or spam. Uh, let me see if we can get into some more football. 
uh, Brendan. Help Brendan find a way to watch the game from Australia. I'm just saying. Asking for a brother. Help the man find the game. It's on Fox 11 for all its locals, which is cool, right? National mm-hmm. broadcast for a high-scoring game, but I can't believe our brother can't get like Sky down there to have it. It's Fox, right? Sheesh. Uh, all right, and then Rasta Gotti says he is holding. Uh, he's crossing his fingers, Seattle, right now. Yeah, guys. Again, this is a game by game, so we don't know who's going to go game by game. We really don't. Uh, so keep that open. Uh, <laughs> tailgated Mister Fries from Rasta Gotti. I love that comment. It's just across the street. I mean, could you imagine that? odd tailgate situation i like a shout out we got a vamos sifu from victor lopez yes victor i agree sir we love sifu it's all about the sifu right christine you're a huge sifu fan yeah yeah I'm, how could you not be okay, he has I'm all the sifu. tools <laughs> yeah uh let's see keep going through here Ooh. Uh, what is going on here victor lopez says i got my tickets for houston on may 1st you're going to houston sir isn't that what that means? What? Mm-hmm. So there it is. Yeah, I do know there's a large contingent of our people traveling, whether they get tickets or not, with the hopes that they just get in. So brave souls, I commend you for what you're doing. It's it's going to be a hard ask, I can tell you right now. I have no news on away day tickets because, honestly, those clubs don't have it either. Real talk. Uh, then four two predictions. We said that. Uh, we'll throw it out there just so we can call these guys out. Smalls Kenobi called a four two. Brendan called a three one. Uh, Danny Boy called a three one. He's calling goals by Baird, Rossi, and Vela on the day. Y'all like playing FIFA, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, I like Mark Hare's confidence in our back line. Check this guy. Mark says. 3-0, despite our goalie situation, we're keeping a clean sheet. I love your optimism, sir. I hope you are correct. Praying that you're correct. Here's some more optimism from Antonio Hernandez. 2-0. There you go. Uh, moving forward, I think we talked about Edgar in the 4-1, and we had Vic with the with the wild 5-2. I love the 5-2. I'm fun. I'm good with the 5-2. Those who play fantasy and are throwing up some forwards from LASC, they're really loving that idea, right? But those who have anybody from the back line, he's like, no, <laughs> I get it. Uh, let's see. Yes. Yeah, so there's conversations about watch parties going on right now. Fartash Lapaz. Can anybody rep- recommend a safe watch party? So what I've seen so far, I'll throw it out there. Is there a lot of virtual ones out there? I know. I know Pride Republic <laughs> is hosting a virtual with a mixologist, which is pretty darn cool. Black Army is actually going to be jumping on with them as well. Uh, but pride is definitely the host for that event. Shout out to pride for bringing us on. Cause it sounds like so much fun. Uh, so that is happening. I do know that I think D nine is going to have some scattered across SoCal. Uh, that's the one I know for sure. They're, they're shooting at those. So definitely check out what they're doing. Real, real talk. And then others. Yes, we're, we're all, I think everyone's working on it because of the stadium situation. Something's got to develop for watch parties. So, Keep your eyes peeled in the next two days. I guarantee there's going to be more announcements, Fartash. Guarantee that. Uh, and if you don't get to a viewing party, come on, our local pubs or our, our breweries that can do that stuff, the game's going to be there. The game's going to be there. Um, yeah, Vic is feeling the pain as well, right? Four people in the count given two. That's that's real. A lot are just given one. So we feel it, man. We feel it. Uh, Brendan... 
Uh, boom. Defense. Yeah. Again, that's our conversation always with this team, right? Defense, defense, defense. Um, and we gave you the knowledge for Austin's to check back on the breakdown. We gave it pretty good, right? So that is our comments from the day. Uh, anybody else see one? Good, good, good. Feels like forever because of COVID from Antonio. That is our comments unless somebody's adding. we have any new ones? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, yeah. Leon got bounced from the CCL. There you go again. Happy for you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, more talk again about that nasty, nasty resale thing. I, I think it's kind of rough that the resales even exist in our situation. I'm surprised that they're even allowed to exist at this point. But there it is. Uh, just don't feed that beast. Do what you can. If you can get there, don't resell your tickets. If you can't go and you can move a ticket, let's think less about profits and more about community at this point. Get another get another one of the faith world. We're going to see a lot of green stripe jerseys in the stadium because those who are going to pay those prices. And do you really want to sell to an Austin fan? Really? Yeah, let's not go there. Uh, so that's what we have for comments, guys. Anything else? I'll give you guys a few seconds. Looks like we are quite literally golden. So that's our listener Q&A for now. You know what we do at this point? We talk about final thoughts of the day. So I'm going to throw this one over to Christine to open up the final thought of the day. For sure. Um, so, you know, I just I'm seeing all the comments and I know that people are feeling lots of different ways about the whole ticket situation. And I think you're right, Joe. Like, we just have to keep in mind that we're so close. And, um, you know, I just got my first vaccine dose. I'm going to get the second one um, pretty soon as well. And um, look, the the league is back. You know, our players are back and healthy and safe. Um, people, our friends and family are starting to go back to work. Businesses are starting to open up. So we just have to have realistic expectations. And, and let's not lose sight of um, our connection to the team um, because, even though it, it may be painful in this process, um, let's not lose sight and let's not, you know, lose our our good memories of what uh, what we really do have with our you know fellow supporters um, and with everybody in our community. So just hold on to your butts, guys. Things are going to get better, and um, I love watching the game wherever I am. So I'm going to be having some brewskis and enjoying the game, and we're going to win. And uh, I call Blackman and scoring a goal. And I also call I also call one PK in the game. I don't know for who, but I think there's gonna be one PK. I don't doubt that for <laughs> a second. I think you're right. I mean, we've seen some crazy stuff already. So you're I think you're on the right track there, Christine. Um, yeah, dude, you're, dude, I love I love the predictions. Thank you for that. I'm gonna pass this one over to Ben. Final thoughts, sir. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Joseph, again, having me on the show. Thank you, Christine, you know, for being on, chatting it up, LAFC. Thank you to all our listeners on YouTube, you know, with the comments. We appreciate your support very much. And yeah, just super excited that the MLS season is uh, finally here, you know, just a few days away. Can't wait to see the bank, you know, fully reopen with, you know, fans in there, you know. I know it's only a few this Saturday, but, you know, it's going to get better, like Christine said. And, just really hopeful that we get to see the 3252 in full effect, you know, sooner rather than later. And yeah, just go ahead and support LAFC, whether you're watching, you know, on TV or the stadium or wherever you are, just support the club and let's get this W on Saturday. 
There it is. There it is from Ben, the man. Thank you, Ben, for all of your insight into the preseason. Again, we had a very short preseason. Couldn't see much. Ben played eyes and ears for us, even jumping on our social media accounts, the family social media, right? Uh, and, and was giving us these updates, these past two matches to really keep us dialed in, Ben, because honestly, we wouldn't know. We really wouldn't know the dynamics of it without having having you there to tell us how it went down. I mean, we can read reports, but, dude, critical, critical role that you played in the preseason, man. And we're beyond thankful to have you. And, guys, get used to that face because I guarantee you, I, I think Ben likes this live stuff. Right, yeah. Ben? You yeah, dig I it? Did. Yeah, I dig it. I definitely dig it. And I'm definitely happy to be back on, on the pod. And, yeah, looking forward to doing more episodes with you and Christine and, yeah, whoever, whoever else is on the show. The pod family. For sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, again, thankful, man. Christine, thank you again for jumping on. I know the technical difficulties were absolutely brutal to you today. The gremlins were, were making it rough on you. Uh, but you, you, you made it through, came through in the second half strong. So very much LAFC-esque, right? Early rough stuff, take over towards the end. So give us the poet, giving us the poetic moment of, yeah, that's how LAFC is, right? there it is so thank you christine for everything that you've done and that you do for us uh grateful and thankful so i guess it's my time for my final final comments so i'll just say it like this we've had one heck of a brutal year uh leading up to this i know in light you know last year i think i was watching k-league matches in the middle of life to get my middle of the night to get my fix because there was nothing and now we're at a moment where we're going to get see live matches, see something real, see our stadium with people back to life again, not just this this old, gray, quiet cavern. It's real. It's real. We're back. Uh, those that are going know that not all of us were able to get back, and some will never be able to go back. And uh, you know what I'm talking about with Mo passing. Um, I will say this. Please, please, please use... Mo's energy, his work, his efforts, his legacy to be your energy this year, to remain united under these tough times, to support as much as you possibly can, do it for Mo. It's all Forza Mo this year, 100%, and from here on out. Uh, Unity is going to get us through this, guys, so let's do that. Uh, You see the world, and that's where we're at, and I think on that note, I'm going to end it that way. Enjoy the match. Show your true colors, and at the end of the day, stay golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>